0: Everybody. welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. I'm your host Matt Mingus. Uh, glad to have you guys listening again. Hope everybody got a lot out of the last couple episodes, following up on uh, on Washington Summit and how well that went for all of our surrounding chapters and members, and uh, it was a big impact. And I'm looking forward to the in-person summit back in DC in September. So if you guys want to, you know, get involved in the conversation some more, uh, get in, get ready to be there in September, and get in the offices and Get to see, uh, you know, the our our legislators in person. But let's get down to business for this week, guys. It is trench safety stand down week, um, and that is, yeah. You, know, you guys hear me saying all the time, but the number one hazard we face as ditch diggers is trenches and trench safety. And so this week is a big week, and so I want everybody to be doing these toolbox talks, uh, turning these stuff back in, getting your rosters filled out, so we can get that stuff turned into. The, in the national you know we want to make a big show of it and show uh, and be able to present to these legislators just all the people in our industry who we are actively working to protect and actively working to keep safe you know when when we go uh telling these legislators that you know we need money for projects and they're like well why do you keep killing these people doing trench collapses and and granted, there's not a lot that happens, but the numbers are way up from where they were uh, nationwide um, in the past couple of years. So that's something that we need to you know, keep in mind. So this week, let's put an extra emphasis on trench safety. Let's slow down. Let's have a real conversation about it. You know, Take these toolbox talks. I know that uh, I've seen them posted all over both Middle and East Tennessee's uh, uh, social medias. There's resources for these things on nuka-midtn.com and nuka-etn.com, uh, and those of you paying attention to your weekly emails, uh, Natalie's got some great information in there, and I'm certain that Wendy does too. You know, you go on nuka on Nuka Nationals website, and there's there's sign on there's um, not sign on, but a uh, sign in sheets on there. So you can have all your people sign into that sheet. There's toolbox talks. There's even information about how to give a toolbox talk if it's something that uh, you're unfamiliar with doing. So all these resources are out there. So w- let's make an emphasis on trench safety this week. Uh, so I want to take the next couple minutes and go over a trench safety toolbox talk that comes right off of Nuka Nationals' website. Uh, so let's, let's just jump right in. Uh, trench safety. Working in a trench is one of the most hazardous jobs in construction. Hundreds of people die, and thousands are seriously injured each year due to cave-ins. Soil weighs between 90 and 140 pounds per cubic foot. Therefore, one cubic yard, three by three by three, can weigh as much as a small pickup truck. If a person is buried, there's little chance of survival. I know that we got a lot of uh, you know big, strong men and women in our industry, guys, but small pickup truck, that's... a uh, some serious weight there, guys. Uh, I don't know anybody's bench pressing that off of them. There are many things that can affect soil st- stability, such as type of soil, water, and vibration. Soil saturated with water and previously disturbed soils are very dangerous to work in or around. But don't be fooled. Even hard soil and rock can appear stable. That that appears stable can cave in. I mean, as those are. Uh, you know, just a number of the things we've talked about on here before. When you guys have heard me go over trench collapses as they happen periodically on here on the podcast, uh, gotta pay attention to the type of soil you're you're working in. Uh, gotta pay attention whether there's water in it. Water is one of the major, uh, you know, players when it comes to making a soil unstable and vibration. There's a reason you're supposed to keep your machines away from the edge of the ditches because the harder they vibrate and the harder they run the more tension they're going to put on those cracks and fissures that form. Uh, previously disturbed soil is something a lot of us see. You know, A lot of us do work out at big sites where it's been dug before. Previously disturbed dirt that's been put back is going to cause an issue. It's not going to be a staple. And then, like I said here at the end, even the hard soils and rock, they may be less likely to cave in, but when they do, it's going to be more catastrophic because they're going to stick together, so it's going to be a heavier weight. You know, if a whole uh, piece of rock sloughs off a ditch you're in and hits you, you're, you're not going to be able to get out from under it. Or if the wall of a type A soil that's real compacted together comes off, it's going to come off in one chunk and not a bunch of loose dirt, and it's going to smash you. So that's uh, some very good stuff right there. That It's just simple, but... It's 100% accurate. Before entering a trench, the competent person at the job site must inspect the trench and the protection system to ensure that the trench is safe to enter. There are recorded incidents of people buried or killed in trenches three to four feet deep, so even shallow trenches must be inspected by a competent person before entering. Uh, Another Great point right there. Is that the trench must be inspected by a competent person? Uh, it's pretty simple. It's not a difficult inspection. Look at your trench. Determine any fissures, cracks. Does it look like it might give way? Does it look like it is suspected to, to uh, collapsing? Uh, what type of soil condition is it? What are what are what type of soil are you use? A, B, C is it uh, granular is it you know take all those things into consideration and document them and that's how you determine what type of protection you need and if you need protection and then when you're using protection it needs to be inspected before it goes into the ditch so take a look at those trench shields take a look at those struts take a look at all that kind of stuff if you're choosing to slope or shore i mean slope or bench Make sure you're doing it at the proper depths and angles, and in the proper type of uh, soil. You cannot bench a Class C soil, and you you need a lot of room to slope in a Class C soil, because for every foot you go down, you have to go back a foot and a half. So a lot of things to take into consideration for that competent person. Like I said, it's not a difficult inspection, but it's one you need to look at carefully. Um, and same thing when it, you know, when they talk about people dying in three to four feet trenches, yeah, if it's unsafe, even though it's not at the requirement to have protection, if it's not the required depth, you know, you have to have protection at five feet. But if you're in a three or four foot trench and it's unsafe, you still need protection. That's the reason you do this inspection. That's the reason the competent person should be looking at that, uh, to, to determine whether or not that trench is or is not safe. So just keep that in mind. And then, uh, also, guys, we here at Nuka, Middle Tennessee can do competent person training. I am a certified competent person trainer. Uh, it's really cool to be able to give that training from the perspective of, uh, of a ditch dick or someone who's also done it. You know, So keep that in mind. If you guys want to look up and get in a little bit of that training, let us know. We're happy to try to work something out and, and get that set up for you. <clears throat> All right, Trent Safety Tips. Number one locate all underground utilities before digging number two enter only trenches that have been sloped at the proper angle shored, or shielded the three S's sloping shoring and shielding number three never go outside the area that has been sloped short or shielded not even for a moment number four eliminate or control water accumulation before entering the trench number five Stay alert when working in or near previously disturbed soil conditions. Number six, do not permit vehicles near the edge of the trench. Number seven, check regularly for hazardous materials or oxygen levels in the trench. Number eight, never allow machines to run unattended. Number nine, use a ladder or ramp to get in and out of the trench. Place the ladder inside the protected area. Uh, Number 10, never climb on shoring or shields. Never ride in an equipment bucket or on crane hooks. Number 11, wear hard hats when working in or around trenches. And number 12, stay out from under raised loads. Uh, You know, a couple of those little examples we've already talked on a little bit, but I want to go back and hit a couple couple of these. Um, Do not permit vehicles near the edge of a trench. not just your work vehicles, but do your best with your traffic control. You guys heard me talk a couple weeks ago about that incident on, um, oh, I forget whose uh, gas system it was, but uh, a, pu- a general public vehicle blew through the traffic control and into the ditch, and the, the workers were lucky enough to see it coming uh, so that they were able to get out of the way. So m- major hazard, not just the vibration, but that truck or vehicle coming into your ditch and potentially landing on an employee uh, down there doing their job. Um, never allow machines to run unattended. Uh, I know sometimes you, some of our guys work in hard-to-reach areas on small crews, and sometimes they'll be stringing up pipe and let the pipe hang while they get out of the machine. Well, we can't do that. Come on, guys. We, I think we can all see the, the complications maybe coming at us from that one. Uh, the other one, the next one, is use the ladder ramp to get in out of the trenches. I want to hit on a couple of things with that one. One, as it said, always put the means of egress inside the protective system. You cannot step outside that protective system to get to your ladder. You must have that ladder inside your protective system. And if you're using a ramp, then you must slope your ditch accordingly so that you are not putting yourself in a dangerous situation to reach that ramp. Also, if you're going to use a ramp. It must be easily traversable, so you can't. You have to be able to walk up and down it. You should not have to lean forward and use your hands to help you scramble up that ramp. That is not a ramp. A ramp is easily traversable. Um, never climb on shoring or shields. Yeah, guys, the the struts for the our 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 shore our trench boxes and for our hydraulic shores are not ladders. They are there to keep the dirt off of you, not to help you get in and out. About half of people killed each year in trenches die trying to rescue someone else who has been buried in a cave in. Call 911 for help. Do not attempt a rescue unless you have been properly trained in trench rescue techniques. Now, that's a big one, guys. There's been a couple of trench collapses that you've heard me go over on this podcast just in the course of this year where the second man in gets injured worse or killed uh, because they're trying to help their buddy. Uh, I know that's everybody's first instinct. Uh, to jump in there and help their co-worker, help their buddy. Uh, but it's something we can't do. we got to back off. Um, if that trench has collapsed once, it will collapse again. Uh, so no sooner than you go jumping in there, the other wall's coming down or more of that wall is coming down or something of that nature. Uh, another thing is do not use a machine to try and dig them out. Uh, that's what when they mentioned being trained in trench rescue techniques, they are not using machines to do that. Um, you know that the whole landscape of that ditch has changed once you uh, once that wall collapses. Where you where you were familiar with your ditch while you were digging it out, cleaning it out, um, that has now completely changed with that collapse. So you may think you're in the right spot, and you reach in there with that machine trying to uncover your buddy, and you come up with only part of him. And I'm not saying that to be graphic or crude or anything, but that has happened. So that's why when fire departments get there to do trench rescue, they are working by hand, using buckets, using shovels. And even using a shovel can be dangerous. Um, for anybody that's ever heard Eric Jaguar speak, uh, and, and if you have not, then you need to get on uh, all the resources that Nuka and United Rentals has put out for this trench safety stand-down ...and hear him. He's, they're doing a webinar with Eric. He's wonderful. Um, I've had him speak to our company twice, uh, but even he, when he was being uncovered... ...he was buried in a trench collapse, uh, revived and lives to tell the story now. Uh, when he was being uncovered, they were using shovels, and in some of his pictures... ...you can see where they whacked him with a shovel while trying to uncover him. Uh, so, those you if you're not trained in proper trench rescue techniques don't go trying to do it yourself where there may have been a chance to save them you might end that before a rescue ever gets there remember if you are buried by a cave-in your chance of survival is very low therefore always be sure that the trench walls are sloped shored or shielded with a trench box and that the trench is safe before you enter all right uh, that was that was one of the toolbox talks at National that Carl Vasquez, director of safety at Nuka National, put on Nuka's national website, uh, and the one that you know I'm using for my guys at Team. Um, I think it's a good one. Gives a lot of the basics, a great overview of trench safety, and you can take this one and it, <clears throat> as you okay, let me rephrase that. That was generally the toolbox talk that Carl put on the website with me expounding on some parts. So. The point is, uh, uh, you can take this toolbox talk of the basics and use it to start the conversation. And then you can, uh, you can take this toolbox talk and elaborate it into other topics and points of trench safety for future toolbox talks. So, you know, this whole month is Trench Safety Month, uh, like Nuka National is saying. So even though this week is Trench Safety Stand Down Week, does not mean we cannot continue to focus on this issue. Uh, it's clearly an issue that uh, needs to be focused on. Um, not by NUCA members necessarily. Well, it does need to be focused on by NUCA members, but we're not the reason why. I think as NUCA members we've made that commitment to safety and keeping our guys safe and doing trenches the right way, but we're not the only ones out there working in this country, doing uh, digging ditches and putting pipe in the ground. There's plenty of people out there aren't members of our association that maybe don't take it as seriously and have the commitment that we have. So you know, the more we can spread this message, even to non-members, the better. You know, uh, like like Doug like Doug always likes to say, "There is no winner in safety." You know, but oh, that's not right. I'm messing up Doug's saying. I don't. I, everybody wins in safety, or so. I, damn, I can't remember. But anyway, Doug always his point is when he's saying is that we should all be sharing what we know in safety, uh, and we should because everybody needs this information. So let's, try, let's make a push, guys. Let's share this with everybody that we talk to, everybody we come across. Let's talk about trench safety. Let's get the trench safety message out there. He'll go on the website and print these toolbox talks out. And if you go on someone's job site, just pass it around to them. Pass it out. He'll grab their guys and do the toolbox talk with them. Uh, but this is just a wonderful message that a lot of people need to hear. And I think that as many times as I've come on this podcast and talked about trench collapse, in just over a year, we've got just over a year's worth of episodes, maybe a year and a half now, and I think I've talked about trench collapses five or six times, and on every one, there's multiple incidents I'm talking about. It's not like I'm just coming on here and talking about one trench collapse. I'm coming on talking about four, five, six of them. So they don't all end in deaths. Some of them, they get out okay. Um, some of them, they get out with serious injuries. It, it always varies when that amount of weight and that amount of dirt lands on a person, how it's going to affect them. Um, another reason, and I should have mentioned this when I was talking about, um, not trying to get in there and rescue your buddy or your coworker is that when you take that dirt off of them, uh, I'm going to misquote the name of the, the, the syndrome, but, uh, it's essentially it's called crush syndrome. I can't think of the, um, the medical term for it. Um, Good thing I'm not a doctor. Uh, but Crest Syndrome is where all that weight is on their limbs or their body. And as you go and remove that dirt, it starts to spread a toxin that's built up in their body while their blood couldn't flow and their blood was cut off and all that kind of stuff through their, blood, through their bloodstream. And once it hits their heart, it kills them. Or it may cause them to lose a leg or lose an arm. You know, Crest Syndrome can be just as devastating as uh, actually being crushed. So when those first responders get in there and they get them uncovered, the first thing they do is get an IV in them that administers medicine to help mitigate that crush syndrome. Um, So keep that in mind. Um, While your first instinct may be to jump in there and help your buddy, it also may be a bad decision for them and their health. Um, So just a few things I wanted to talk about there, guys. Um, I've been going at this for almost 20 minutes now, rattling on about trench safety like, I'm sure you guys know I can do because I've done it several times on this podcast. Um, but with that, guys, get involved. Let's spread this message. Uh, go on midtn.com nukaetn.com. Get those resources nuka.com, the national website. Go on their website. There's resources on all three of these websites. There's resources from Carl Vasquez, Carl at nuka.com, from Natalie, midtn at nuka.com, from Wendy, wendy at nuka.com. Reach out to them. Get this info. Uh, again, we can we can offer a uh, competent person training. So if you want to get a couple of your guys in a class, we can look to get a class together. If you want us to come and just talk to your guys, we can come and talk to your guys. So get you know let's be proactive in our approach to trench safety. And that's what that's what trench safety month and trench safety Standout is all about. It's about being proactive and spreading the word and the message about trench safety and how important it is. Because let's face it, guys, this is the number one hazard we face as ditch diggers, in and out of ditches and trenches all day long. Uh, When we're putting pipe in the ground, that's what we're doing. We're in trenches. We're working around trenches. We're digging trenches. We're putting pipe together inside of a trench or on top of a trench or whatever it might be. Everything we do revolves around a trench. So we need to have this information, need to spread this information to our guys. Help share the podcast with your companies and tell them, hey, listen up. Um, and if anybody has any questions or thinks I misspoke or misquoted, let me know. I don't claim to know it all by any means. I'm more than happy for you to correct me, uh, and i and will be in, in. You know, it's just a learning opportunity for me. Uh, so, uh, with that, guys, check out those websites: nuka-midtn.com, nuka-etn.com, and nuka.com. Uh, not only is there trench safety info on there, there's a there's a there's stuff about upcoming events. Uh, Nuka Mill Tennessee and Nuka East Tennessee both have great calendar of events on their websites. Go on those websites and check those out. Uh, I'll speak personally for the Nuka Mill Tennessee event we had last week over at the game terminal. If y'all missed that, you missed out. That was a ton of fun. Uh, really cool place. Really cool setting. Uh, we had a good group there, uh, but we need to get more people out there. Uh, and, and so. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and you really did miss out. That was really, really cool. So, get on there, get on that calendar on our website and look up what's coming up. We've got Top Golf, we got another Happy Hour coming up, we've got the uh, the luncheon with the commissioners coming up. Uh, same thing on Nuka, if e, NukaETN.com. Wendy has we, we talked to her last week. You heard her talk about all the events they've got coming up. They have a loaded schedule on that website. So get on these websites, midtn.com and com, and look that stuff up. A lot of great stuff coming out. Uh, a lot of momentum from both your chapters. Uh, and let's not forget, let's keep recruiting. Both these chapters are growing, looking to add more members. Uh, East Tennessee is trying to move out into, into the Chattanooga area. they got people over there that that want to get involved. Uh, Middle Tennessee is still growing, still trying to get in many of our surrounding counties. And we're working on with uh west tennessee to get a chapter going over there a lot a lot of momentum and a lot of stuff happen, happening with nuka in the state of tennessee so let's um let's keep recruiting let's get these v- events filled up and let's just get in there and support i mean the more support you give nuka the more nuka can do for you so with that guys i'll go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up so uh y'all stay safe out there and keep digging tennessee